last time on Down Abbey, Edith skipped having an abortion. Mary and Blake bonded over cleaning after pigs. Robert went to America to help with Cora's brother and defend him in court. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, we are back from been a, two two weeks, a couple weeks since we've done an episode. Well, we did an episode last week with well, the board an game. episode episode. Oh yeah, formal episode. But the board game got it was hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of good responses out there. Someone said on, on Instagram said, "I love that game." Uh, that caught us by surprise. I I think I have well, a, I have a prepared statement. Okay, regarding the Downton Abbey board game. <laughs> sure, and I will read it now. All right. Because I wrote this as I was editing. I was thinking about this as I was editing, mm-hmm. and I wrote it down after we saw a couple people. Somebody on Instagram was like, where can I get that? Yep. Someone was like, I love that game. Yeah, Chicken Pickin' uh, said, I love this game. Well, Chicken Pickin', <laughs> here's my official statement mm-hmm. regarding the Downton Abbey board game. Okay. It has come to my attention that following the release of our Downton Abbey board game review and discussion episode, some fans and followers commented on our social media accounts expressing their love of the game. While I do believe that the opinions expressed by us and our seasoned board game veterans' guests were valid, I also believe that having such high standards for board games gave us a negative bias towards the Downton Abbey board game. The term mercy kill was used to describe the end of our game and met with approval by the group of players. This kind of group-wide negativity certainly skewed our gaming experience and affected our opinion on the game itself. I propose that in order to fully grasp what this game was intended for, we must play with its intended audience. What, children? Downton Abbey fans who are not jaded by years of playing increasingly complex games. While I can't predict how a more casual gamer will feel about this game... I could openly admit that inserting this game into the fold during a weekend of multi-hour complex board games was perhaps a foolish maneuver that yielded predictably negative results. So you want us to play this game again? I think, in fairness to the game, we should play it again. Oh, boy. It's If you like Candyland and you like, you know, uh, I won't say Monopoly because Monopoly is a better game, but like if you play like Shoots and Ladders... I will say, thinking about it's it... It's worse than Shoots and Ladders. Sean McCabe yeah. of News 12 Connecticut yep. made mention that this is not a game. It isn't a game. I think there's a whole aspect of the game that we did not participate in. What's that? Sabotaging other players. I got actively sabotaged until the well, end. Well, you, you did had... once, right? No, people stopped. I got sent back to the, at least I thought twice. Well, at least once I got sent back to the beginning of the board because someone landed on me. I'm not saying that we should do this next week or okay. tomorrow. You give it some time. I think there's many other things that should come in our, you know, on the docket first. Yeah. However, uh, I do feel like we we were... were negative i don't well we'll see what their opinions are because my opinion is not going to change i don't like that's fine that yeah, no I, hey you yeah. know what I, I spent maybe i just want to justify the 20 dollars i spent on it i think so i think so and that hey that's fine all right <laughs> do we have any anything you know how how was magfest for us not having a panel how uh, did you enjoy yourself yeah we we entertained the crowd i think uh, yeah, I put it on our Twitter. Yeah, we played we played in a wrestling tournament, a video game wrestling tournament, WWE 2K19. Uh, Dave and I yet again this year were pitted against each other in this tournament somehow. Yeah, even though everybody else was grouped into groups of four. Yeah, yeah, they they overbooked it, but somehow Dave and I had a one on one match, and Dave was Jinder Mahal, everyone's favorite heel, mm-hmm. and, and I- you were also everyone's favorite heel, Bobby Lashley. Lashley. Uh, and we went the full 10-minute timer. It was like 9.57 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of ups and downs in the match. Uh, it was exciting. I had a, <laughs> I, Yeah, I had a close call where I got out at three, kept it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, something clicked in my head where it was like, this crowd's not going to be happy if this ends in a draw. <laughs> so I got it. I had the job. I had to do the job. I had so to, I, w- I was the one who was quick enough on my feet mm-hmm. to do the move with like 10 seconds left. Yeah, and I just kind of f- fumbled around the controller like, oh, no, what's happening? And then I, I lost. 
and then I swiftly lost in the, the next round. The crowd went nuts, though. Oh, yeah. People people were saying, this is awesome. Yeah, we stood there through a dozen matches. We were the only one that got this is awesome chance. And we're not just blowing smoke at you. Oh, listeners. yeah. <laughs> this is a video. This is a video. Game. Some stranger next to us was telling his friend, oh, there's this match between Jinder Mahal and Bobby Lashley. It was nuts. It went full 10 minutes, man. Five seconds left, and they won. Uh, Jinder won. It's like... That's us, dude. You're talking about us. <laughs> that's our that's our avatar. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. ripped up Indian guy and black guy. That's us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh but otherwise, you know, Magfest was a success. We ate at Nando's every day for all our London listeners who oh, yeah, love that's right. Nando's. We ate that every it's, day. It's really the only region of the US where Nando's is is like Washington, DC. Perry Perry chicken, baby. But the, yeah, man. Nando's. It's, it's a gift from God. It's one of the <laughs> honestly, there's so many conventions. Nando's is, is on the pro column for why we go to Magfest. Yeah. And now that Magfest is behind us, we start the long uh road back to uh getting back into shape. <laughs> yeah. Uh the, after the holidays. Don't and, just eat goldfish all day or and Nando's chips or Pringles or which what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it's tough. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we are moving along though with Down Abbey. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of Putting good things in our body. Okay. On our way down to Magfest. Oh yeah, yeah. We made a pit stop in Jersey, and it was it was weird Jersey. We had to yeah. go off of one the main highway mm-hmm. through a town, yeah, onto an expressway to another town. Mm-hmm. This probably put us. I thought it would be like 10, 15 minutes. It was probably twenty minutes each way off the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we you know we looked far and wide, uh, far and wide for this. Yeah, we looked every liquor store that said they had it in New York, Connecticut. And we were talking about the Down Abbey wine to clarify. Yes, yes, we have the Blanc. Yeah, we found it. We found it in Dirty Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we went, drove by like a pawn shop that had a life-size Sully Sullivan. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. seven it feet was, tall. It, it was weirdo Jersey. It was yeah, absolutely. We went in there and we were like, uh, Dave asked, "Do we have the Do you have the Downton Abbey wine that we ordered in line?" And some guys like, "Yeah, we got your Downtown Abbey." Yes, yeah, Steve Austin <laughs> was like, "I got your Downtown Abbey wine." <laughs> what? It's not Downton Abbey. Downtown Abbey. It's but, a Downton. So uh, you know, this was this big liquor store. So I asked the lady behind the counter. I said, uh, "Do you have the other Downton Abbey wines?" And she goes, oh, "Let me look for these other Downtown Abbey wines." <laughs> Now that's one thing as a Downton fan, at least stateside. Yeah, you get that every now and again if you're talking about the show to somebody who doesn't know what the show is. Right, they just in their head they ignore you. Right. My grandparents used to call Home Depot Home Depot. Sure. And oh, you'd yeah. say, "Well, we're going to Home Depot," and then they would say in the same conversation, "Well, when you're at Home Depot, get <laughs> us this." All right. <laughs> Depot Home so, Depot. So, well, that's the. You know, that's the same thing with these liquor store owners yeah. in Jersey. But, you know, we got the wine. We got two bottles. We have two bottles. So we definitely can't give that away because shipping liquor is a thing. That's but way expensive. Yeah. Maybe we'll drink them both. Maybe we'll save. We'll let one age, maybe. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you know yeah. what? We'll save the second bottle for when we revisit the board game. Or the movie. Or the movie. Maybe all in one. Oh, boy. That's a, that's a, it'll what, be, a three, it'll be our first live show. marathon day. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the episode. We delayed it long enough. This is a season four season finale before the Christmas episode. Yeah, this actually feels like a finale in a lot of ways too. Does it? In a, in some ways, there's certain things. Yeah, that get wrapped up. There's a big event. There's a bazaar. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's first get to the the thing that people want to know about the pigs, the pig man. There, it looks like they found their pig man, and it's the same guy who Robert, the consul- Mr. Drew. Yeah, he, he he was the one who didn't realize he was his father hadn't paid uh, Robert for uh, staying on the land of uh, Downton Abbey. Now this is is confirmed to be the the farmer that Edith was snogging in season two. Is it? Is it? Edith I, Edith has a very strange sense of trust with this man right out the she, gate. She takes to him really quickly. She sees, I think, a paternal factor maybe there for Uh-oh. like her baby. So well, I, I'm maybe th- this is a bad audio because you know we should have investigated this, but we didn't. Yeah. So this guy, Mr. Drew, is the pig man. <laughs> the, the pig man we have been looking for. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is, he is there. Um, and yeah, so yeah, Edith is just staring him down because, well, she's still pregnant and she needs to figure out what she's going to do with this baby. Mm-hmm. Do we just let, let's burn through this whole story? Yeah, or let, let's talk get, pig man. Let, well, what else, <laughs> else is there to say about the pig man? He's working, and he said something that he didn't realize that they would kick the trough over. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, how how can you plan for that, really? No, oh, yeah. I guess he didn't know that. that you, 
you know, every pig man makes a mistake. Thank God Mr. Blake got out there to, to fix it. Yeah. With Mary. No, I, I, so this Tim Drew, I just looked it up. He's definitely not the guy who was snogging Edith earlier. Okay. Well, that's no, fair. I, I didn't think It's so. probably it'd better be, for... It'd be weird if she was like the guy she was snogging. She was like, well, maybe he can watch after my baby. That's just a little weird. Yeah. But do you know who can watch after her baby? Edith herself. In Switzerland? In Sweden? Yeah. So Rosamund hatches the plan that she wants to learn French. And we're better to do that than in Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. In the Alps. Yeah, sure. Why not? So they're she gonna... wants to take a sabbatical. Yeah, and take Edith with her. Yeah. As she goes about and this. And she says before that the dowager should cherish Edith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, so, and Mary even says, like, oh, are you going there to hunt down the Mr. Gregson? She has it like she has it sussed out really quick. Well yeah, Mary Mary knows something's up. This is stupid. Everyone knows something's up, seems but like. you know who knows the most is the dowager. Yeah. Yeah. She calls them both in and says, Look, she tells she has Rosman. Yeah, she has no desire to learn French. When she wants to be understood, she shouts. Yeah, she knows what's up. So she th- says, "You told me to cherish Edith, and now you're telling me you're taking Edith away for several months." Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, so they cave. Edith lets Violet in on what's going on, and she says, "Like I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You just need to use the words." And then they smash cut. So we don't get to hear Edith say the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm curious, like, because Dowager says, yeah, of course I'm already disappointed. But you don't really get the sense that she is disappointed. Like, I think she always has an expectation, oh, there's something that's going to go on. That's there's just... a, there's a, a, her maternal sense kicks in where it's not judgment-free, but it's sort of crisis management yeah. versus judging. Yeah. And that's what I, one, one of the more admirable qualities of the Dowager. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edith even complains to Violet, like, what if Michael turns up? You know, after she's had the baby, and Violet's like, start again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she passes on to uh, Violet, like, well, I thought about doing this, you know, on, on with Mr. Drew or whatever. And uh, Violet's like, I don't know. That's going to be difficult. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> then you, they're going to be like, why are you seeing this baby all the time? It's just going to be, it's just going to look funny. Um, yeah. And what if it starts to physically look like you? Yeah. And the, so they kind of just take the stance of like, oh, well. We'll figure it out later. Go to Switzerland, I guess, for a few months, and you know, have the baby. Or mm-hmm. so, like, we'll we'll figure out what happens next season or in Christmas time. Yeah, <laughs> maybe because it's August on. Uh, yes. Right so we'll. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine that Edith? Had, she better have that baby soon, because I mean, how much is she pregnant now? Well, I think the implication going forward is that oh, wasn't she already twenty weeks at one point? They said or something. So she's not showing. So she's five months ish. So like. Okay, so well, she, she said they want to go for four months, right? Right. So realistically, she can have that baby before Christmas time and be back and be like, "Hey, <laughs> I look great. <laughs> I'm emotionally scarred." Just you know, do some sit ups and stuff before you come back home. <laughs> Stilted at the altar. Yeah. Baby with a guy who's MIA in France. Rough Germany. Go. Rough go for Edith this season. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's not all that's going on with Violet this episode. Uh, she's uh, interacting with Isabel a little bit mm-hmm. out of nowhere. She she uh, notes to Isabel that uh, uh, Mary's godfather is coming through. Yeah, Lord Merton. Did they even say his name? Yeah, they did. Okay, I, I didn't catch it. Why is he there? I guess it was scheduled before Robert was going to be going to the States. Right. And so they didn't want to cancel. Mm-hmm. And Violet is well aware that this is going to be a pretty lame get together if Cora's getting ready for the bazaar. Yeah. So she needs backups. So she hires the two most riveting people that she knows, mm-hmm. Edith and Isabel. Yeah. To hang with Lord Merton. Right. And uh he's a dapper guy. Nice. Well, I mean, hat. we know him. We've met him before. Where I can't remember. I, I remember. The Highlands. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I barely Wait, is that is Lord Merton, right? That no, 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 no. no, no, no. But we have met Lord Merton before. Sorry, that's not the highlight. Okay. Yeah, because I can't remember where, but he, he's a very familiar face. Is he? He's divorced. Is he divorced or is he just miserable? I think he's divorced. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or he's miserable. He's he's a single though. He's very single and ready to mingle because he has the hots for Isabel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's talking to her and then um, you know he he asks like, oh, how's Matthew doing or whatever, and she's like, oh, he's dead, and he's like, oh. Oh, well, <laughs> well, here's the door. <laughs> Literally, here's the door. I'll see you later. <laughs> and then he sends her flowers. Because he messed up. He, he forgot that her son is dead. How do you forget that kind of thing? I mean, Chuck if you don't the- know somebody well. Yeah. And you're spending a, a day with somebody and they're really happy. And then you're like, oh, yeah. yeah whoops. Hey, My bad. Uh, <laughs> chalk it up to bad memory. 
Uh, I mean, they're old. Yeah, so we'll see where that goes with Isabel and, and uh, Lord Merton. Isabel has a surprising list of suitors. She's got Dr. Clarkson. And this that's two. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot, lot for a lady of her you know, a lady of her age in that time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that common for, you know, people in their 50s and 60s to get Oh yeah. remarried it, uh, in the 20s? Well, I don't know about remarried, but they fall they fall in with people. Oh yeah, yeah. humans yeah. are humans. Yeah. But it's funny how Violet's like giggling to herself like, "Oh, I didn't expect this to happen." Like <laughs> she's excited for this. I like the scene where where Isabel walks in and Violet's like, "I I need you to come to this." And she's like Isabel says like, really? <laughs> yeah. Get, is this just assumed now? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah, duh. Yeah, you, you still too. live here. You're still part of this life. Yeah, you're, you're, you can't extricate yourself anymore. Um, yeah, I, I miss the Lord Martin. Side note, I actually watched this uh, episode on a tablet on the train ride back to Connecticut. Oh, really? I, How was the viewing experience? It wasn't that bad. I had my headphones in, just volume cranked up. Captions was it on. easy to take notes? Yeah, I had my phone in one hand, the tablet in my lap, so I was just kind of... Oh, it's a good episode for a train ride. Yeah, yeah, because it's so long. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get this in timing-wise and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why I missed Lord Merton's name, I guess. But, yeah, uh, I forget where we've seen Lord Merton. Somebody tell us, please. <laughs> when have we seen him? I know we have. I know that I remember the guy. This is, uh, this is bad, bad, uh, bad on us. It's okay. We're still recovering from our Magfest hangover. <laughs> yeah, it's a new year. It's a new year. Um, so let's stay up top, I guess, right? Let's... Sure. Yeah. Who? Who else? Uh, Do we want to go to Rose right now? Yeah, let's go to the Rose. So <laughs> a kiss from a rose. From the grave. Oh man, I used no. that song for the Flower <laughs> Show episode. I'm, I'm kidding. If only. I'm kidding. It's kind of a kiss from Rose from the Grave for Jack Ross because it looks like they are donezo. Yeah. Uh, in a, in a very peculiar set of circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she wants to go back to London or whatever because you know or she went. No, she just goes to town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're always just like, why is Rose always out? She's out and about. Napier asks what she's up to, right? Yeah, someone does. Somebody at breakfast is like, well, what are you doing today, Nudge Nudge? You know, like, yeah, you yeah. hang out with me? Oh, I'm busy. Uh, yeah, and so she is seen out in the town by Branson stroking the face of Jack Ross. Yeah. Literally just stroking his face. Um, he, has a, he has a handsome face, so yeah, sure. Um, and they have a whole conversation about how he's in love with her and yeah, and wants to get married. Branson is like, what, what, what do I do with this information? I'll tell Mary. <laughs> Yeah, do, who does he talk to about it? Oh, does he talk to Bunting about it? I don't. No, he talks I don't to somebody. Know. There's about like it. three scenes in a row with Branson where he's prominently featured, but he's not the center of the scene. He just happens to he's be just there. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyways, he tells Mary, and Mary then uh, he tells Mary in the best way. He just walks and he's like, "I got something to tell you." Yeah, I walked in. She stroked Jack Ross's face. Good night. That's all <laughs> I know. I don't know anything else. <laughs> he just throws like a cloud of smoke and he's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to know. Uh, so yeah, Mary confronts Rose about it, and Rose tells her like, "Oh yeah, I uh, reaching up to, or what was Mary's reaction to to um, Branson? I was like, oh golly, what was her reaction? Well, to she the news? saw him making out. Yeah, yeah, she shook. Oh, that's right. She she already she she is she knows something bad's gonna happen here. So she has a word with Rose, and um. Rose Rose seems to be while well, she's in I think she's in love with the guy. Yeah. She says like she can't wait to see her mom's eyes bug out of her head when she tells her. Right. And Mary realizes, "Oh, she's not necessarily in love with this guy. It's because she wants to I think she maybe she has feelings for this guy, but she really just wants to get one over on her." And I do think she loves this guy, but she's using her mm-hmm. sense of uh modernity yeah. to cloud all of her her compass is messed up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, "Norms be damned. I'm gonna marry this guy." Right. And Mary's like, "Okay." Yeah. Rose tells her, "We're engaged." <laughs> oh, where's the where's the ring? There ain't no ring yet. <laughs> uh, so Mary sets off to London, and everyone's like, "Oh, she's why is she leaving so fast?" Like everyone's shocked that she's just disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes to confront Jack Ross in probably the most unnecessary scene of Downton. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, well, I know how crazy it is, and I know the life that's going to happen to her if she were to marry me. <laughs> so I was planning on breaking it off tonight anyhow. Yeah, I love how like Mary's like, well, the harder thing to swallow is you being a band leader than your color, probably. It's like, well, that's what like Robert would say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the the weird thing about the meeting to me is that um, <laughs> Jack Ross initially greets, greets Mary and says, oh, yeah, we're planning the dates soon enough. And then five, three minutes later, oh, actually, I don't love her. I'm going to break it off. And it's like, didn't you just tell her you're going to be playing? Well, he the says dates? he loves her, right? He just don't. He know he's 
it, he knows the what will happen. Right. He just changes his mind really fast and though which direction he's going because he makes it seem like, oh yeah, we're planning dates. That's a quick turnaround from planning dates. Like, I'm going to break up with her tomorrow. Like, like you know what? I, w- I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so where does this leave with, with Jack Ross? Do we ever see him again? I would be disappointed if this was the end, but I feel like this is the end. They let him sing a few notes before. He's just singing to himself, and it's like, great, we get to hear that beautiful voice one more time. I, you know what? I would like a Jack Ross spinoff. If I had to pick a Downton Abbey spinoff <laughs> at this current moment, I think a Jack Ross spinoff would be fun. Yeah, yeah. why not? All the girls he, he gets with but he can't be with yet yeah. and stuff. It's just it's really depressing, but with a very charismatic front man. Yeah, he just sings and everything's better. Um, but it's so... I, I get so annoyed though at the end. Like, if only we lived in a slightly better world, could they be together? And like, yeah, I get that's a symptom of the show, but why not? You know, try and be the couple to, like break the norms or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, but even but, in in 2019, I think if a, a British royal married yeah. out of color, that would be a uh, it would be a shame to everyone. Yeah, yeah. It would, granted, that's yeah. foolish, and we should be beyond it. But yeah. you know, anyways. Mary breaks the news to Rose, and Rose says... No, Rose gets... Uh, Rose finds out independently. Oh, and yeah, because Jack Ross wrote her. thinks that Mary is up to it, and Mary's like, what? It yeah. wasn't me. And, and Rose calls her as disappointing and just like her mother. Just as disappointing and like her mother. Wow. Yeah. So um, Mary, she's she's old. <laughs> she's she's turning That's into That's your takeaway? <laughs> well, Rose has turned, you know. Rose is like, you're one of those old, an old person. You're uh, not I, on I, my level. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think from where the show started back in 1912, we've come a long way in seven years. So, yeah. Seven years? It's 10 years. It's 22. Oh, this is where we are now in the yeah. show? I thought you just said 1919. No, 22. Okay, well. That's a, that's a, yeah, she's older. <laughs> so what is she, like 28, 29? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Man, well, we'll see where that goes with uh, <laughs> with Mary and Rose. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the best uh, place to be. Uh, but Mary's got her hands busy this episode. She's got... You talk about Isabel suitors. I ain't got nothing on Mary's suitors. And everybody is talking about Mary's suitors. Like, it's... A, mm-hmm. it, everyone knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Blake is there on good terms. He... He, he's like glad he redeemed himself. He says he's holding her baby, and everyone's just like, "Oh boy, he's holding, yeah, the, he's holding he's, the baby." I, like I don't know, those are baby holding arms he's got. Yeah, I don't know about you. If there's a girl I'm interested in, and I come in holding the baby, that creates some optics that people won't shake. Like, oh, this guy wants to be the baby daddy, and I mean, unless you want that pressure, don't do it. But in fairness, he wants that pressure. He's been living there for a month. Yeah, more than that. Yeah. at this point, several months. Mm-hmm. That's true. He does know them really well, and he's very comfortable with them. Well, yeah. So you I th- think I think it's I don't think it's a terrible look. I don't think it's, you don't it's, think it's his pig instincts coming in. Do you think how many pigs he's carrying? Is he like paternal that? to the pigs? Yeah, and that's what's coming off with the baby. He sees a baby here. It's like he just got to pick it up and just like you know, <laughs> it's just like a pig. I don't to think him. he frequently <laughs> handles pigs. Well, he knew how to handle those pigs. I that don't was, know. Yeah, one time. Yeah, and he did it really he well. Just gave him water. And made sure they didn't drink t- so quickly. Either way, I think that he has a paternal aspect for oh, all yeah. those pigs that he's okay, okay. going to display in the baby. So. All right. I don't know. I don't know. Don't tell Mr. Drew. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so anyways, Lord Gilling is back in town again. Uh-huh. Um, and Mary just can't think of a way to keep him out of town. He's just coming through. Yeah. With Mr. Green in tow. And uh, yeah. So the- Gilliam's jealous. Yeah, get, there is no subtlety. No. Napier is out. Yeah. Napier never stood a chance. No, none at all. With these two studs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Gillingham is surprised. Like, oh, Charles, you're a pig expert as well? Charles Blake, you're a pig expert? Like, oh, I guess oh, this is like what Mary... the pig man? Is this what Mary looks for in a man? This is what she looks for in the father of her child, the pig man? <laughs> but everyone's uh, always talking about, you know, how's Mabel going to feel about this? Or Ms. Mabel, whatever her name is. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gillingham's fiance. To, yeah. He wants to break it off in person. Right. Which but is, he's going to break it off. And this is something he had an opportunity before to break off back in episode three of the season, and he didn't do it. And I... I mean, Mary didn't really want him to do it either, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a, it's like a fishy thing where she doesn't want him well, to Mary, do it. Well, Mary was really upset that he was engaged. Yeah. But he, she seems to have been moving. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's hung up on her, but she's, she's definitely playing the field. Yeah, she's looking for her best shot. I mean, she's busy with the manners, too, because she and Branson are always going over the finances and stuff. Yeah, and the bazaars in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, midway through the episode... Um, 
Gilliam and uh, Mr. Blake have to go back to their, their lives or whatever. Uh, so they leave. They they drive off, all three of them. Mr. Um, um, Gilliam gives a lift to Napier and uh, and Blake because obviously he's like, I got to get Blake out of here. Cause like, Even if it means I'm going too. Yeah, any more time spent with Mary means it's bad news for me, so I'm going to drive him away. And really all this does is just get Napier out of the picture because the two of them return later like in the episode the next day yeah the next day and napier's not there i think that like, like fellows is like i gotta get napier out of here i don't know how to do it let's drive him away you, i feel like that like fellows is like vince mcmahon where he's like everyone's gonna love <laughs> evelyn napier he's my god yeah wait they don't love him all right get him out of here make the pig man bring the pig man up yeah yeah he's well, challenging will for we the see title. evelyn napier again in the show I mean, probably. I think if Blake comes back, if he's again, friends with Mary, if, uh, you know, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been through trauma there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine Napier like <laughs> think we haven't really thought about Napier's day to day. Like imagine waking up every morning at the place where one of your really good friends died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I know. every day and just be like, oh, hello, good morning. It would be so weird, especially because it's not your home. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's like, like here I am staying at a hotel where my friend died. Yeah, for a month. No, it's also like, yeah, Dave, you live here in like a, a village of condos. If you were to die here and I were to like move into this village, you'd be like, well, yeah, that's where my friend Dave died. I probably crossed my mind like every day, like over there, that condo down. Yeah. He like walks by Pamuk's room and it's like, chip, chip, old friend. Oh, wait, he's not there. <laughs> he died. Yeah. Several um, years ago. Yeah. So anyways, Mary gets to see Gillingham again. Do we explain why she sees him again? Do we want to get to the other storyline or just keep moving along? Why... Oh, yeah. Well, she has business to attend to. Right. So she goes, is, she does that in London after she sees Jack Ross, right? Uh, Yeah. It's and part of- then Gillingham comes to the bazaar as well, right. which all ties back around. Well, but, let's clear up then the other business, right? That ties Well, let's up. clear up. So Blake is just at the bazaar to, you know, sort of the reason why Gregson was in the Highlands. Like, he put himself there to be around Mary. Well... Yeah, I mean, well, what's the key thing from her meeting with Gilliam, aside from the other business? Well, I'm, I'm talking about Blake. Blake oh, shows up at yeah, the bazaar yeah, purely yeah. to be close to Mary. Yeah, he lies that he had an event to go to. He just yeah. wanted to be there. Um, But yeah, do we want to talk about the... Uh, sure. Well, so Anna and Bates, this episode, this is a big, uh, this is a big episode for them. Uh, Indeed. Because Mr. Green's back in the house, and again, they're all sitting together, and could not be more obvious that Anna, like, doesn't want to talk to Mr. Green anymore after being so friendly with him mm-hmm. that first time. And Bates knows. He is, he is. he's he's closing in. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the 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 crosshairs are like like circling around, but they haven't locked in on him yet. Even like Green is feeling himself. He like makes a, a pot shot like Scottish people in front of Hughes or whatever. And Hughes is like, I can't say anything negative. <laughs> and that what is Bates Oh, he he asks Anna if she's off Mr. Green because he he thought she was so, f- or she thought he was so funny when he he first showed up. Yeah, he says something's up that you're off of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Anna's like, "What are you? Well, I'm just over him." Yeah, Anna's this tough, tough it, for Anna. Yeah, and Anna has to tell like Mary, "Can you please tell Mr. Gilliam to not have Green come around anymore?" Uh, and Mary, it's too late for Mary to get a hold of him to tell him that before he gets there. Um, but that's the whole purpose of Mary going to London is to t- say like, "Can I get well that and Jack Ross." That and Jack Ross. Uh, but she, yeah, so Mary meets with Lord Gilliam to be like, your servant, he's a bad dude, and I can't tell you why. Just, just trust me. I, I, I said this before. You know what? Mary puts herself in these situations where she she is, owes people things. Well, I mean, is she really put in a situation where someone she has to do this? Like, Well, it's the same thing that happened with uh, Carlisle and the Pamuk controversy where she, she kind of gets these guys and she's in their debt. Yeah. Granted, this is a little different, but it's kind of like, Hey, do something that affects your life for yeah. me. Just do it, please. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, it's funny though, because um, uh, I said this before in previous previous episodes. There was always like, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. You have to tell me. And then there's someone demanding the next scene, like you have to tell me. And it's like I can't tell you. But Mary seems to keep her word. Right. Well, she has no business telling Lord Gilling what happened to Anna because mm-hmm. Anna finally tells Mary what happens this episode in full, mm-hmm. and now Mary understands and then she can't tell Gilliam but she's like you have to sack Mr. Green uh, and meanwhile yeah. while they're in London yeah somebody else takes a day off yeah Bates asked Carson for a day to go to New York and C- Carson says I don't know why you should be in New York 
So yeah. I can't I can't fault you for wanting you to You should go be with to Robert doing York, your job. York. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's so funny because, you know, Cora's running around this episode trying to get this bazaar together, which is so random. Like, it's out of nowhere. Like, the bazaar, you know, the bazaar. And, you know, how we say, like, every year there's something on Downton that we didn't know about in the previous years. Uh, but Cora's losing her mind over the bazaar. And, uh, well, do we, we can get back to that. Yeah, but, like, why can't Bates go help out with the bazaar? Instead, Carson. Because he's lame. <laughs> I guess so. But Carson's just so happy to be like, yeah, take a day off. Um, so he has like a boss walk off off campus. Yeah, <laughs> they, they show like a wide angle shot of Bates just walking away. He does with a, a cartwheel and, and dances. Yeah, he he's got purpose. He's going to York, uh, but is he going to New York? We don't know. No, no. And well, we, we can't say no, no, no. We, we are unaware, unclear, yeah. and we'll never know if Lord Gillingham was going to sack Mister Green because, <laughs> well. Mr. Green fell fell in front of a car. Or something? Yeah, he fell in the busy traffic area. He uh, either was pushed or stumbled. Yep. What a buffoon! What a buffoon! Um, yeah. So Lord Gillingham, he shows up at the bazaar to to inform Mary about Mr. Green passing. It's funny because he tells her like, "Oh yeah, it was at the corner of the street. It was busy, and you know, or no, it was of course he got pushed or stumbled. But like then she goes and tells Anna what happened. But then she's like. Oh, it was so busy. It couldn't have just been like, you know, someone who, because like Anna thinks like, oh, Bates killed him immediately. Mm-hmm. But then like, I feel like Mary, yeah, she makes that up like, oh, it was such a busy area. Who knows? You know? I think it wasn't clear that it was a busy area. Yeah. Oh, Piccadilly. Yeah. Piccadilly yeah. Cir- Circus is crazy busy. So who knows if it was Bates or not? And Anna goes to Bates and says, what were you doing? And he's like, can't tell you. And he's grinning. He is so <laughs> satisfied. He doesn't, he doesn't even know Green is dead at this point allegedly yeah <laughs> i think it's gonna be something like he buys her like a gift or something like that what and that makes it okay that he murdered a man no i don't think he murdered him you don't think bates murdered him? no i don't think I, of course bates didn't murder him this is there was a season-wide plot where this was his bates a murderer but no. it, it would be so unsatisfying if like we feared him murdering this guy all season that's why we didn't tell him and then he didn't murder him anyways and we feared all these episodes of him not doing it it's, he didn't do it there's no payoff i think he did it <laughs> okay Although the, the one thing is, if it was Bates, he probably would have made him feel the pain. So maybe push him in front of a big truck or something. That would be less painful because it would be quicker. All right. That was, <laughs> was like a, like a, a a horse or something. He got trampled <laughs> by a horse. <laughs> I don't think Bates... What? Bates didn't do it. We'll find out. Bates, it oh, is, Bates did it. He had to have done it. We we watched this show and we don't remember. It's been years. Up. It's been literally uh, like a half decade. We'll find um, out next week, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... um. Anyways, though, so yeah, Gillingham is there to tell Mary, but Gillingham had also told Mary in London that like I'm not going to quit on you until like you're walking down the aisle with someone else. Like I'm, I'm in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And what do we get uh, after that at the bazaar? We got Mister Blake there saying, "I'm not quitting on you until you're <laughs> betrothed to someone else. I'm in it too." It's like, damn, dude. It's like, is there no other girls around? Like, is Mary? I mean, Mary's is she that good? <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, but yeah, at the same Mary's, time, but Mary's Mary's good. I mean, come on, dudes. I mean, to be fair, Mary has kind of led them on a little bit. She because she yeah, has she bo- she bonded really well with Blake. She bonded, bonded is not leading on. She still, established a, a positive relationship back then, though. It doesn't take much to get the hots, you know. But in all in fairness, these guys are. I feel like Mary being older and having a child is mm-hmm. a thing that they really don't address. Because yeah. didn't they initially when she was first widowed? She's like, I'm. I'm just worthless because of who I am. And now we're, what, a year later for removed from this? She's and got she's, powers. She is uh, holding all the cards in her hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert even comments uh, when he sees the two of them pursuing her, what sort of menage has this turned into? <laughs> Uh-oh, uh, Robert. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. So the episode concludes, the season formally conclu- concludes with um, Edith, uh, Rose, and... Uh, what you call it? Isabel leaning it over to like see like them like courting Mary, which is such a bizarre shot to close on because we just established that Rose hates Mary after mm-hmm. what she did. Edith hates Mary because she's always just mean to her, and then Isabel is just like that's her mother-in-law. Yeah, that's kind of weird. It's just a weird trio to have like staring so intrigued at it, especially Rose. It's like Rose does not give a crap about what Mary's up to right now. Come on, fellows, come on. So, anyways, oh yeah, I just spoiled it though. But Robert's back. He just shows up. Like, it's so exciting. The way through the episode, it's so exciting. From like, two thirds, it's like five minutes left. Like, in the episode. What's that car doing here? It's Robert. He's number thirty in the Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh. it makes you realize, man, this is like the longest we've gone on the show without seeing Lord Grantham on the show. Uh, <laughs> like not even two episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the beginning of the last episode and this episode, uh, 
just a lot of fun times, I guess, with Paddington and uh, George Clooney abroad. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's how that's how much of he missed filming wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, no, no one had heard from him from days. Like, Corey's been going crazy planning this bazaar that I just mentioned. That and he totally forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even Corey asked like Rose to help with the bazaar. It doesn't seem like she was helping at all. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem like anybody's helping. No, Corey's just been beside herself. And I was like, what is this bazaar anyways that she's going on about? Is this like a fair? Yeah. Is it that different than any other like, you know, big event that they have at the house, really? Uh, when he shows up and he sees Cora, he's like, I've been playing this out in my mind for weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is Mr. He has been, he he's in he's love. like, you've been married forever. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that he's still a romantic. Yeah, it is a sweet moment. It's like made for like memes today of like, oh, that moment when they got back together there at the house. Uh, it was, There's a good line for the Barrow there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Barrow, he shows up and he looks in pain. He, in like, pain? I don't know. There's a strained look on his face. Well, they say, how is America? And he says, interesting and very modern. How are things here? And I forget who exactly says it, but they say... Not very interesting. Jimmy. And not very modern. Uh, Jimmy, oh. Yeah. The, Jimmy's there for Jimmy. Thomas. But yeah, Thomas has this like weird look of on his face. It's like, I don't know what I just saw. Like it's you know the thing where you just like go into like a, a dark room and then you come out with your hair all tussled and everything. Like, I don't know what just happened in there, but it's time warp. <laughs> yeah. He probably did well in America, I would guess. He probably had a good time. I bet we'll find out more. Hopefully. Yeah. But uh anyways though, so Robert was complaining quickly about like uh, how there wasn't any alcohol over there. Because of the, uh, the prohibition. He says, oh, we managed to get a couple drinks. Harold has his uses. Cora's yeah. brother has his uses for alcohol. Uh, and he, Harold's coming up next summer. Yeah, he's got to come, right? He's coming for Rose's come, uh, ball. Right, her introduction or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that that's pretty much it. It's like, well, so Mary's still undecided who she's going to end up with, even if she even wants either of those two guys. Robert's back. Cora got the stuff done. Rose is... Uh, Alone, Edith is going to Switzerland. That pretty much ties up the upstairs. Oh, Branson. Oh, Branson. Oh, that boy, Branson. Branson. The, the guy of many scenes who doesn't do much except... Except introduce, gets introduced to a... We get the name, Miss Bunting. Miss Bunting. Bunting. I, I don't, I don't know. A lot about, to take. I don't know about her. She's, she reminds me of... A wet rag. A, well, no. <laughs> uh, she reminds me of... What's her name? What the other Irish Braithwaite. Yeah, I can see that. She reminds me of Braithwaite where she she's not as overt, mm-hmm. but she's saying, you know, she doesn't realize who he is until after. Yeah. And then she sees him again at the bazaar. And well, she, she first uh, runs into him at the with Isabel. Yeah. And they have an exchange about politics where Isabel's like, Oh, this woman knows what her politics are. And, and Isabel's kinda like, Look at you two. But I, she's also a little bit put off. Like this girl is like really like strong minded. Like there's no bending. But Isabel wants Branson to be strong minded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hopefully with someone who isn't quite as like mm-hmm. uh, negative, Nancy. About I, I got things. the feeling that Isabel's about it. Not not necessarily right. about them, but I feel like Isabel's about Branson coming out of his shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we see her again because uh, her apparently her car broke on the side of the road. And Branson just knew about it, or someone must have telephoned him or something mm-hmm. somehow. No, I think he's just driving by. Because well, she says she's waiting for her friends to come back. Yeah, what are the odds? So maybe there's only one road in and, out, in and out of town. And maybe she deliberately messed up her car so she knew. Maybe, his. maybe she's putting herself there. But then again, how would she know that he was a car fixer? I think and she then, wouldn't. But also, how did Branson have the tools in his car already to fix it? He's a mechanic. It's kind he of just like carries the mechanic and yeah. stuff around. A toolbox in his trunk. Especially. I- when you're a chauffeur for rich people, if the car ever broke down, you would need to take care of it in that That's moment. That's fair. All right. Well, he fixes it for her. And there's a little more conversation. She seems pretty down on the Crawley family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they're all rich and everything. But the fact that Branson was taken in by them it makes her think like, oh, maybe they're not so bad. Mm-hmm. But then they have me at the bazaar. Mm-hmm. And he introduces her to Cora. And Cora's just kind of like exhausted from playing the bazaar altogether. Cause she, so she doesn't really pay attention to her. She's just like, oh, nice to meet you. See you later, Branson. And then Miss Bunting's like, huh. Like, she doesn't have time for me? <laughs> it's like, well, who are you, Miss Bunting? A teacher on, yeah, on the premises? A te- she's a, she is very important. And I think certain people are appreciative of what she does for the community. Yeah. Including Branson. I think he's... Branson is, in a way that he wasn't with Braithwaite, he's intrigued. I mean, she drives herself. That's a big thing. How many women... Well, see? does she drive? Do they show her behind the wheel? Yeah. She's, they, she's she, waiting at the car for her friends right. to come back. No, she drives off by herself. She waves at him oh, one-handed. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's who we have driving around Down Abbey there, are women, Edith and Miss Bunting. All right. <laughs> uh, Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know about this Miss Bunting. I don't I don't know about her yet. We'll see. I don't yeah. like I don't love the character, but we'll see. Yeah. Make Branson a better man. I don't think she should be like a little bit put off by Cora just because Cora doesn't have time for her. Like she has to run this whole bazaar and stuff. Like mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> just, just patience a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so that wraps up upstairs. Yeah. Really downstairs there's only two things really that we have aside from Bates and Anna. Yeah. Uh well it's Anna. It's Alfred. Alf- Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> two uh, two weeks in a row. He's back. Alfred is back. Can't leave him alone. Can't at he all. He proposed to Ivy in a letter. Oh man! If you propose to someone, don't do it in a letter. Yeah. Well, his <laughs> father died. Like everyone's just willy nilly. Like, yeah, Alfred's dad is dead, so he's coming over. Yeah, you know how that goes. <laughs> We're just gonna hang out with this guy. His dad's dead. Yeah. 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 Uh, and they don't want to tell Daisy about it because she's gonna be put, put off that he proposed to Ivy. But then they're like, oh, yeah, his, his dad died, too. Because she keeps <laughs> saying, like, I know there's a secret. Tell me the secret, please. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You're doing more harm not telling me than than whatever the secret will do to me. Pat Moore had the best reaction, though, uh, when she heard that he proposed and put the, the message about his dad being dead. Like, blimey, that's a lot to put in a letter. And that is a lot to put in a letter. Um, But Ivy's honest. She doesn't want to marry Alfred yet. I don't blame her. He's, yeah, he's she a, doesn't seem to mar- want to marry him, period. He's a dud. I mean, he, he may be working at the Ritz, but the dude's a dud still. He's an O'Brien. Yeah. Do you a, think a chip o- off the old O'Brien block. Do you think O'Brien went to the funeral? Miss O'Brien? Oh, she oh had, no, she's in India. Yeah, she, she couldn't she, have gone she, to the She kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't see her writing <laughs> down to let him know if she were in town or not. Um, so anyways, uh, so yeah, Daisy finds out that he proposed and... <laughs> was it Pat Moore? Someone says like, "Oh no, they can't fall out." And Daisy's like, "How can we fall if we never fallen in?" Mm-hmm. She just never got along with this Ivy girl. Um, Alfred shows up though, and uh, yeah, it's very I, awkward. Yeah, Ivy tells him like, "It's just not going to work, dude. It's not going to happen." And I, then Daisy is with Mister Mason. Yeah, which is nice. Which is, I think, this is a very, very good little reminder of the history of the show. Yeah, especially downstairs, I feel like things stay very current mm-hmm. but this is a reminder about when he's like you're my daughter-in-law it's like yeah. oh yeah i remember she did something really nice for a dying soldier and she talks about seeing him all the time and we never see it but it's nice well, to know she that says like i haven't seen you in a while right but it's still nice that they still meet up and stuff and have a picnic yeah. and everything it's just and a, then a he seems very aware of everything he's yeah. always he always knows what she's who. writing him and stuff. He's like, yeah, you know, you talk about Alfred like this. You seem to want, you got to do this. And you wonder though, like, where are Daisy's parents that she treats this guy like a dad? She doesn't. She's. Uh, it's established. Yeah, it is. So, anyways, this guy's like her dad, pretty much. Yeah, and he really cares about her, but it, it's it, it's a little more open than a lot of parental relationships. Yeah, and, you she know, shares everything. She's telling him about all the boys and. Yeah, the drama, and she says, "Well, that's Pat Moore for you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, a nice guy, Mister Mason. No, he's, I, he's, I he sign enc- off on Mister Mason. Yeah, he encourages her to go uh, go see Alfred before he leaves because you know you don't want to leave a sour leave it on a sour note. And, and he b- packs a basket. Yeah, and filled then, with like a lot of stuff: apples and honey and mm-hmm. good tasty food. And she brings cheese. And they they yeah. have a nice little moment where she sends him off. Yeah, and I, she, I, I she did, closes the chapter on that book, even though I thought she did like four times already. Yeah, I did like that Alfred was, um, he got it with Ivy, like, okay, I, I came on a little too strong. I misinterpreted you just being friendly for you actually being interested in me. It's like, yeah, no, duh. Well, yeah, he took the, the you, vibes after the Jimmy stuff as like, I'm good. Yeah, no, you're still a dud. doesn't change anything. Yeah, you dud, can be, dud's got to just be duds. Get to the kitchen. Um, So anyways, though, yeah, she gives him the basket and sends Alfred off and... They don't even hug or anything goodbye. It's just like he just moseys off, and it's like what a that. If you, this, I hope this is it. We yeah. don't need. If you need a need reminder of like why he's a dud, just give people a hug goodbye. I mean, it's a different time period, I guess. But man, what a loser! Sorry. No, you want to know why he's a loser? He keeps coming back. Yeah, yeah. Get through your head, dude. Um. So, anyways, yeah. Patmore has a moment though with Daisy after all this that really puts a bow on it. That really is the best. She tells Daisy that she's so proud of her giving that basket to Alfred. It like shows real maturity on her part, mm-hmm. and it really like it's so sweet to see that like interaction between them two. 
of like where Mr. Mason may be her like surrogate dad. Pat Moore's her surrogate mom, and they're oh, both for sure. so so proud of her. She's gr- little Daisy's grown. She's bloomed. Yeah, she she realized what she wants, and it really put in mind again that th- that stupid post I had on Instagram with "Thank You Next," where one taught her pain, Thomas. One taught her patience, it's Alfred. One taught her love, it's Pat Moore. The where does William fall? Pain. Oh wait, he was the pain. He was the pain. Yeah, yeah. Thomas was you know whatever. Yeah, pain was William. Sorry, but the patience is definitely Alfred. She showed a lot of patience from that and learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, she gets better now from here. I I see bright things for Daisy. There's really nowhere to go but up, aside from if Especially he hates with, the Ivy forever. Hopefully, they get, yeah, they get a replacement for Alfred in there, right? And then, uh, oh, no, Molsey's the replacement, right? For Alfred, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, well, so let's get to Molsey. That, that's the, this, is, <laughs> the, this is the ultimate, the last piece of the story we haven't discussed, right? Right, because early in the season, I said, Molsey, he's, he's on the up. Things are going to go his way. I think things are starting to go his way. <laughs> I guess so. Because there is a Baxter... Who may be fancying him as well? Yeah, seems so. <laughs> they they have a lot to talk about. You don't seem as uh, excited about it. Well, I, th- I think we're still in the infancy of this. I think Mosley's got a backbone now. Yeah, where she she says to him like, "Weren't you a, a valet? A valet?" And he's like, "I was also a, a butler too." But life kicks the stuffing out of you sometimes. And she has a shared history of like coming from nothing or whatever. To well, we don't know what her history. Well, it seems like she came from something, and then now she's like. She didn't expect to she wind up here. She came from some controversy where that she's under Barrow's thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's still trying to fi- figure out what's going on with Bates and Anna. Uh, she wants to needs to report something to Thomas. Um, but it's so sweet their interactions, like Mosley offering to get her coffee and stuff, and uh, he knows what it's like to be fragile. He tells her, "Yeah, it's so sweet." And so- then uh, at the bazaar, Bran- uh, Barrow's like, "You got something for me." Yeah, and she's like, I don't know, nothing really. And he starts to kind of put the pressure on him. Mosley's like, back off. Yeah, yeah. He takes her by the arm and then walks off. Like, don't need any bowling from you today, Barrow. Like, man, Mosley is. Well, I mean, Mosley flexed. He took the the sledgehammer game uh, there. Oh yeah, from Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy's <laughs> Jimmy didn't have the muscles for it. Right, and he shocked himself by hitting the the bell at the top by his slamming the sledgehammer in there. So he should have just done that, thrown the hammer right at Thomas's face. <laughs> <laughs> what what a day at the bazaar that would have been if Mosley just went all out and attacked Thomas. Oh yeah. Um, we do get a quick hint of like what uh, Baxter's up to because um, there's a scene where Mr. Green's eating the the at the table and like there's the really dramatic music playing and she briefly mentions like oh yeah I lived in London. I didn't like it or whatever. And it's like, what? And the music's so dramatic and everything. And it's just such an aside. We'll find out more about where Baxter comes from probably soon. Yeah. Well, I think Mosley and Baxter are very appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And he, he tells us such a sweet thing. Like, you know, just because we have a certain idea about Thomas doesn't mean we've made up our mind about you yet. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's, he's good. He's very good in this episode. Yeah. All the more power to Mosley. Getting a girlfriend. Let's get it, man. Moving on Let's up. get a girlfriend. Moving on up, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, Joseph Mosley. I was looking at his IMDb. He hasn't really done much outside of this. Uh, it's a shame. He seems like a good character actor. Yeah, I bet he's a stage guy. He seems like he'd and be And I feel like there might be a lot of... You know, he's a guy that his look is evergreen. Yeah. He, he'll play a butler until he's 80. Yeah, that's true. Also, Barrow watches them walk off and he's just smoking a cigarette. Like, there's this bizarre going on. He looks like the only guy there smoking a cigarette. Yeah, I feel like... I, I know that the times are different, but I feel like smoking hadn't hadn't become what it is in like Mad Men era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny to watch shows where there's one guy smoking in a room where like you know, like nobody's like, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. smells like a cigarette. So it's just oh no, he's a dude smoking. Yep. 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 Um I think that's actually all the major storylines from the, this episode. We, yeah. We, we that's got... I think that's it. Yeah. Uh any favorite lines from this episode? Who is it? Mary refers to somebody as their I think they're milling milling about like a sloth underwater. But the way she mm-hmm. says sloth, she says like sloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wrote that. I thought that was very interesting that she says mm-hmm. that. Uh, Gillingham reports uh, telling his fiance that to break up, uh, she took it with style. Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> like, oh, okay, she wanted to break up too. Oh, all right, sometimes it works that way. Um, Violet even says uh, that you know when Gillingham shows up, like, where's his fiance? <laughs> and Violet says Gillingham's the most unconvincing fiance I've ever come across, <laughs> which is probably accurate. The Dowager says. Uh, Please stop talking to me as if I were a child past hope. <laughs> oh, because she's still recovering from her sickness or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Carson, enjoy yourself to, to Bates having a good day. He, he also says uh, to Carson, um, or Bates, Carson says to Bates, like, you know, pass these off to the hall boy or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. who's the hall boy? I want to know what, what what that role is. Um, 
there's a part where uh, the dowager is coming over for dinner and Branson comes in and is uh, like suit. Mm-hmm. And Mary says, no tails. Granny's coming for dinner. Yeah. And Branson's like, oh, 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 this, oh, this one he tells her about Jack Ross. Yeah. And he says, I'll go change. And Mary says, where did I write this? I was just looking at it. Um, where was it? Oh, so, yeah, Mary says, don't change. It's time she learned about the real world. <laughs> oh, so we're, that's your metric for the real world is tales to dinner. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you need to know. And Branson should just like shoot himself in that mold. <laughs> yeah. These people don't know the real world. No, not at all. There's also a moment that brings the episode to a screeching halt for I don't understand what reason. Um, when they're in England uh, at Rosamond's place, uh, a waiter comes in and says, uh, my lady, dinner is on the table. Or ma'am, ladies, on the, dinner's on the table. And Mary says, I'm not sure Mead would have put it like that. And it's like, she says it so pointedly, and it's like, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. The other servant, because the the Rosamond took somebody with her, oh. or sent somebody away. But yeah, so it's just like this war- It is a weird aside. Like, and she, they make such a, like, a point to like, cut the, the soundtrack, like a needle drop, and she says that line. It's like, oh, we're supposed to all be like, huh. I have no idea what she was talking about, though. Uh, Mary refers to Gilliam's affections towards her as irritating and beguiling mm-hmm. in equal manner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Lord Gilliam talks about sometimes thinking on the highlands, thinking about life. <laughs> and Violet's like, oh, yeah, yeah, so when Edith disappears, she'll be like Lord Gilliam in the highlands thinking. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then uh, I, I didn't write down who says this, which is probably my fault. Yeah. But I have a feeling it's the dowager. His all life is is a series of problems that we must solve. Wasn't First that- one, then the next is that Robert. Wasn't the next? Wasn't the next? And then we. That was in your daily calendar, wasn't it? You said that quote before in your your calendar. I thought. Well, it's been years since I've had. I'm pretty sure that was from your daily calendar. That quote. Well, it's also from the show that the daily calendar was based on. Right, right, right. Oh look, I have a stack of old calendar things. Oh yeah, Uh, and Baxter calls Mosley lucky, and he says no one's ever called me that. That's true. Uh, he, was, a, he was laying hard not but a few months ago. He really is on the upswing. Yeah, th- this is a this is a long episode uh, because it's a finale and there's just a lot of quotes. There's a lot of you know flab to these episodes that really don't. You don't need to see more of Bates and Anna like Bates guessing what Anna's up to. Like they mm-hmm. could be more efficient with that. But uh, it's just more time with the characters, which is which is nice. Friends forever, Alfred and uh, Daisy. Yep. So, anyways, good episode solid solid episode yeah yeah good finale that that knowing there's a christmas episode coming yeah yeah some loose ends that you want tied up but you know will tie themselves up right so uh who's on the down for you dave number three i have edith okay it's a tough it's decision time she's still pregnant yeah but the thing is i would say she didn't have it the worst because i feel like she's She's making decisions to preserve the dignity of the child mm-hmm. rather than, like, you know, get, get an illegal abortion in 1922. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. could be worse. Could be a lot better. Yeah, that's true. Um, I have number three, Blake. Uh, Blake? He got shot down by, by Mary. She said no. She gave him a soft no. So, you know, after uh, like the past couple episodes of building them two up, it doesn't seem like it's happening yet. So I will say in fairness to this episode... It was a pretty good episode for everybody. So these, yeah. if we had to weight the power rankings, this would be like a light bad episode yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Mostly positive stuff this episode. Yeah. Who's number two? Uh, Rose. Okay. Tough go. Yeah. Her immaturity was kind of pointed out that she's a little too gung-ho to get married. Mm-hmm. Not, out of, not because she's not in love, but because she wants to infuriate her parents. Yeah, yeah, nothing so, going on yeah. with her. Uh, number two, I have Gilliam. Because I think oh. he's a f- bigger no than Blake. Like she like has this is like the second or third time where she's told him like it's just not gonna work. And he broke up with his fiance now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sorry, Gilliam, You're number two on the down down rankings. Well, I got Gilliam at number one. Oh yeah, well I have Rose at number one. Well, that's fair. Yeah, I, th- I mean Gilliam, his man dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to go address this now. Now he's that's the big question li- lingering because, like, he, we didn't even touch on that really. Is that Gilliam says like, you know, you approached me about sacking this guy the day before, and now he's dead. What's going on, Mary? And Mary's like, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> this is awfully know. convenient. That's all, folks. We'll see you in December. <laughs> Merry that's, Christmas. That's literally it. It's like that's the end of the episode. Like, I don't know. <laughs> 
we'll see. This is the second season finale that ends with like, did Bates murder someone? Also, hey, it's a it's a it's a good plot mechanic. It really brooders brood. Yeah, it really does make you want to turn in for that Christmas special. Of like, hey guys, you want to see if Bates is guilty of murdering someone? Can't wait for Christmas. <laughs> Don knows how to end the season. Um, on the up number yeah. three, I have Branson. Really? Things are looking good. All right. There's a lot of positive people. Yeah. There's a lot of good things happening to a lot of characters That's in true. this episode. So yeah. we're all no, le- we're all leaving people out. He may be getting a Bunsen. Who knows? A uh, Bunsen in an oven. He's he's being uh sort of he's coming out of his shell. Yeah. He's being independent. Yeah. He's being encouraged to have political thoughts again, which is something that has been a little while. Yeah. And he meets a lady, even if we don't love her right now. It's true. Um at number three I have Mosley. Okay, Mosley was a contender. He's for ma- he's make he he won that bell ringing contest yeah, this, with the sledgehammer. True. He's got Baxter on his arm. This guy, he's I tell you all season, he's on the come up. He's back. This is him coming he's back. Better than ever. He is strong. Yeah, he's been called lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also has a woman potentially. Sure. Number uh, two, I have the Dowager. I think she has a really good showing. This okay, week. she calls everything. Yeah, she as she major assist in the isabel mm-hmm. lord merton situation yeah, yeah overall great dowager episode that's that's true that's true you know she's a great team player mm-hmm. she succeeds yeah and it. she as we said before she has that great maternal reaction to a situation that she's very progressive when you least expect it yeah and i think that shows the signs of a great character that's true and number two i have daisy Okay. She uh she really showed that she's maturing. She gave that basket to Alfred. She got over it. She's moving on. She realized like he doesn't love me. And I don't have time for him. Like cuz even doesn't Alfred even try to flip it like, you know, like hey, you want to come around or like, he makes a soft thing and she's like, "No, I'm over you. I'm done with you." Mm-hmm. So Daisy here's to you having a being a better you in 1922. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Almost 100 years ago. Yep. I got a number 1 as a sleeper. Who's that? An underappreciated character in this episode. Okay. Cora. She gets the bazaar. She, she makes it happen. The, everyone says how great the she, bazaar is. Yeah, she's complaining the whole episode about it. She gets it. Yeah. She says, nobody's helping me. That's fair. And then everyone says it's a great bazaar. And when Robert comes home, we get that great moment. Yeah. She's just, she's, she's a great player. Yeah. I mean, Robert is usually, I mean, he plans it apparently. We never hear about it, but he usually plans it. But Cora took it over. And she did great. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got a bigger number one than that. Uh, who? He he took care of business. I think. <laughs> I don't think he. I th- really. I think Bates Bates is grinning at the end of the episode because he, he is number one in the powering. Is the man is dead and Bates is happy and that means he's having a great week. <laughs> Not Anna. <laughs> no, she still has to live with the pain of telling Mary about that whole experience <laughs> and everything. And now more people know. But Bates got it done. He had a nice day in York. So what if if it's proven in the next episode that Bates did not. The only, Do this. the only little knock is that like Carson says, how's your day in York? And Anna's like, you were in York? And Bates is like, oh yeah, I was busy, having a busy day you without got her, you. got like a gift or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Or a limp corrector. I, I think he's doing great. Everything's green for him. <laughs> oh boy, good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I got into uh, Unrelated, but I was on the Downton Abbey subreddit and somebody posted that they thought Bates was creepy. Sure. And I got in full-on defense mode and I posted a comment about how I disagree. <laughs> he, he defends his wife. That's what he They're does. Like he probably killed his wife, and then somebody. It's funny because some of the some of the commenters are like, "Evidence proved that he did not kill his wife. There was yeah. dough under her fingernails." And, I, and my comment was, "We don't know this guy's backstory. Yeah, he's got PTSD. <laughs> yeah, he's got a limp. He's been through it. He's been tormented and bullied, and he's yeah. overcome." I said he has the right to talk in a weird tone. <laughs> Yeah, no, so you that's know what, totally Bates, fine. He's our guy. Yeah. Also, you got one of those best shots of him ever walking away from the manor. This oh episode. yeah, Bates, is, Bates lends himself to great shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a stature. So that's it for season four so far. But we got the Christmas special. We got ninety minutes to make time for. Mm-hmm. So. And speaking of Mr. Bates, oh yeah, we have officially. We're gonna reveal it now. Okay. The giveaway item for our survey monkey winner. Mm-hmm. We're not closing the survey yet. I think we're going to leave it open until after the Christmas special. Here's what I think we should do. Yeah. Christmas special next week. Yep. Then we'll do... Power rankings? The wine tasting. Okay. Then after the wine tasting, we'll do our season four breakdown. Okay. And in the season four breakdown, we'll reveal our winner. But sure. this item is a fan 
made parody graphic novel called Agent Gates. <laughs> and Alec yeah. got this for Corey for our Secret Santa. Yeah. Two-time guest of the podcast, Alec. Because he knew he wanted to get something done really. The pantsless man, yeah. <laughs> Apparently this... I, I Upon Corey receiving it, I immediately looked it up and bought a copy to give away because I said, this is this is right up our alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Bates. It's, it's, ba- it's funny. It's, it a com- it's, a, it's a graphic novel parody of Downton Abbey without the character names and everything because it's not official. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the cover right now. It looks a, like Bates. It says Agent Gates the yeah. secret, and the secret adventures of Devonton Abbey featuring Joanna, Lady Margaret, and the Dowager. And the art is incredible, too. It looks very downy. So I think yeah. this is uh, Bates is sort of a secret agent. Yeah. And it is. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I, we we have, have, we'll review this, too, in our season breakdown. So we will. You sure? We could even make we'll, that we'll its own a, episode. We'll, it's do a, oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll do a spoiler free. Liked it. Disliked it. Yeah. And well, that will be going to one of the lucky people who takes our survey on SurveyMonkey. Yeah. So please take that survey on SurveyMonkey. Let us know what you think about the pod, what you want us to do next. If you haven't, the link mm-hmm. is on our Twitter. The link is on our Instagram and our Facebook. Yep. And with that in being said, hit us up on all the socials. Gmail, Facebook, Instagram, yep. Twitter, uh, if Patreon. You, yeah, if you, you want to give us some money. Donation. If it's a, a hardship at all, please do not donate. If you want to donate, though, we welcome it. Does not advance your chances in terms of getting uh, Agent Gates. But thank you uh, yeah, for this, all your support all so survey far. Monkey. Yeah. So, so uh, we'll see if uh, for Christmas. Yeah, very weird uh, to say that in the middle of January, but we yeah. have a Christmas special. We can't. Up. Christmas never leaves us be. But you know, we're getting the real Christmas gift next year or next week when we watch the finale. Yeah, yep. you know what his name is? Mm-mm. Paul Giamatti. Oh, right. We're getting Giamatti finally. finally. <laughs> we yeah, should I, just have two full episodes. I let's mean, hit, let's Deathly Hallows this. Yeah, yeah. Two parter. We were just talking about Giamatti for the entire. He's coming. Yeah. So get excited, people. Yeah. So long. Next time, Lord's Grantham.